0: Welcome to Living Social Justice Podcast, an initiative of Common Ground Church and Common Good, where we explore our lifestyle response to topics of social justice. Our hope is that a growing number of Christ followers begin to individually and collectively live out justice, creating a groundswell of positive change in our society. Welcome, everybody. Uh, you might be aware that this podcast series is all about sharing stories of people who, in Cape Town, who have a heritage or a story linked to land. Uh, and these stories are intended to help us have empathy and understanding for those who have experienced land, uh, this very emotive topic of land. Uh, and so today in the studio, we have Colin Davis. Uh, I really want to welcome you and say it's really good to have you here. Could you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what keeps you busy during the week, tell us about your family. Yeah. Good morning, Richard. My name is Colin. Uh, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, my wife is
1: Joyce. My daughter is Jessica. I only have one, and if you want to know why, I lost
0: the recipe. One wife or one daughter? I have one (laughs) daughter.
1: I have one wife, yeah. A husband of one wife is great, eh? Yeah. I don't think we can handle more than one. I don't think so. You've got to have muscles for that anyway. And uh, we live in the area of Grassi Park, and we serve at the Constantinople Common Ground Church. And I'm also one of their pastors at the church.
0: Fantastic. And I know you've been heavily involved in different types of ministry over the years, in schools and all over the city. What what, what has kept you busy in Christian ministry over the years? I think just uh, the love for Jesus, always uh, living
1: to reinvent myself into the new that God has for me daily. And always just thinking ahead, wanting to serve my city well. So I'm always moving towards whatever opportunity there is, obviously within the boundaries of my capacity that I have and what I need to serve. And so at the church, I am employed three days. And then the rest of the week, I serve in an area with the elderly, which is at Mothwa Haven and also involved presently at Sunnyside. I've been on the board of SIPA as well in, at Erica Place down in Silvertown. And formerly, I was involved with a school, Squeal Primary School, and uh, did maths With those guys for a year, which also got me to go and do intermediate senior maths through UNISA. So I had to go and continue what Julius Nereida say. Yeah, um, uh, do ongoing learning, you know, process. And I always love to learn and learn from others. And so the humility of my heart is always the posture of my heart is humility to learn more. And so God can use me, you know, fresh every season
0: that He has for my life. Yeah. That's beautiful, Colin. Thank you. Uh, I remember uh, it was at the beginning of this year that I went to your house and we drove together towards an elder's time away. And we, together in driving through Grassy Park and other parts of Cape Town and then through some of the beautiful winelands all the way through to Franschuk, uh, you were sharing some of your story as it relates, your family's story as it relates to land. And it was in, in many ways a visual uh, tour of the city and hearing your story all together was quite moving. And I'd love you to share with our listeners, uh, what is your family's story and heritage as it relates to land in Cape Town? Well, I think part of the story
1: of South Africa and specifically the Cape um, has been really traumatized in the early years. And I'm talking about the 1930s through to the 1950s and then on to um, the early 80s by lots of uh, interactions of various communities and one of it was the forced removals of folk who lived in the city. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, in the historical setting, uh, reading through some of the articles, how folk were displaced from Simonstown into Ocean View. guys that lived in Seapoint were taken out and and thrown into Maitland and Kensington and then there was my grandfather which I only got to know of late, who lived in the area of Constantia uh, and was removed from that place and then They were went to rent a place out, I think, in Putney Road, Kenilworth, and um, the and then forcibly removed from that area because they wanted to rezone it as whites only. So yeah, so you know, and when I shared the story with you, for me, only to come to realise what the pain my grandfather must have felt. He never expressed any hatred or any um, sorrow. He kept it all inside, and I think he went to his grave with all of that within him, wow. and he always kept an upbeat, always wanted us to look positively at life and you know tackle things on a, a head on and and not sort of cower under the weightedness of what happened to us, but rather stand tall and His words to me was always what he learned in World War two was when you 're facing the enemy, you look at them f- uh, f- um, four square in the eyes and you deal with it you know so wow. yeah so i 've learned that from him, and yeah God bless his soul sure. <laughs>
0: Did your family talk a lot about that when you were growing up? Did you hear much, many of the stories when you were younger?
1: No, it's quite a hush-hush in most communities. I think it's because of uh, um, the hurt, and they don't want this to be resurfaced. Also, I think what has happened is many of our my grandparents, uh, they came to know Jesus Christ. And so part of the gospel had already impacted their lives to soften mm-hmm. the, the anger package, I would say. So if one would strip down various layers, you may... Find that some folk would in their one on one would share the ANA with you, Mm. but um, they would try and keep it out of the spotlight because they were also not wanting to arouse any create an
0: area of terrorism or uh, or harsh activity Mm. in society. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And in your conversations with your daughter Jessica, how have you shared it? What's how have you? Kind of shared your family history with her yeah. for the next generation. So Jess, uh,
1: being a, a born-free, um, you know, in South Africa we have, I think, that space where our millennials have a, a lovely new term, born-free, because so they are born in the 1994. Um, for her it was um, always saying to me, Dad, let's just move on. So even if I try and mention it, let's just move on. it's There's a new dawn that has uh, happened. But I also want to make aware that these uh, experiences that we uh, had Experience as a family and as a, a a group of people in south africa it may read ugly head again so i want mm. you just to hear the story but i don't want you to relive the anger and the pain as much mm. um however her going into tertiary education her response was simply dad uh, um racism and apartheid is very much alive mm. especially when she went into her area of discipline she d- discovered that there yeah. and so yes uh, trying to I think her herself working through some of the dynamics of that um, will, you know, somehow take its time, and and I think again, being honest and open and sharing our stories mm. also help and shape and how we responded to hearing that message. I think it's important um, how I, as a person, allowed the gospel yes. uh, to use the term to wash over me, yeah. so to strip away any of the rough edges that could. Uh, head up you mm. know um, you know the sharp knives and the daggers yes. uh, if one we use the proverbial uh, to just soften it so it doesn't come out even when i'm talking to others of uh, different uh, race group, yes. or nationality yeah.
0: yeah so i remember you saying you you were told about 20 years ago of this part of your your family's yeah. history yeah and uh, the strawberry lane area kind of near Pedless bunchmark river road if you're familiar with the southern suburbs that's that's kind of the area that you've shared with me it's one of my running routes uh, i'm not yeah. a very good runner uh, and that's at the bottom of the hill so you've yeah. either come down the hill or you're about to go up uh, and about to experience some some extra effort going up the hill and i remember running past shortly after hearing uh what you shared with me and just really grappling how. How do you receive news like that? How do you process it? Um, given that this area, especially Strawberry Lane, is possibly one of the most um, luxurious or rich or, or well-established areas now. You go yeah. down the street, there are yeah. big houses down yeah. there. It's not yeah. lying empty. Yeah. How did you process that? You mentioned the Gospels washed over you, but from when you first heard that news, how have you processed that to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I think the initial... In the process of it, he listening or hearing my aunt mentioning this to me, um, I paused. I did. Because mm. I then realized my grandfather lost a lot. Mm. And he hid the pain very well uh, of that loss. He worked very hard. He was one of the uh, caretakers or the main caretaker at Springville Convent. Wow. And um, he over, uh, you know, uh, looked or took care of all the cooking the the flock I think there were sheep and cows and milk the cows wow. so he was out very early in the morning sorry I'm just trying to run through some of the thoughts he was telling me and um, and you'd prepare the breakfast for the students there at uh, Springville convent and so just realize he worked very hard from early morning to late and you know sort of to set his family up well and then for all of this through a a ideology of apartheid to rip this from him must have just left him sort of like, I would say just wind out of his sails, you mm. know, and, um, and that was a bit, uh, for me, it was an ANA experience. And I was very close to my granddad, and mm. he passed when I was the age of 13. And then forwarding f- uh, uh, to the point where I heard the news that they were removed from that land also left me reading because I realized I'm the eldest grandson, and so what would have been a heritage uh, marker for me would have been, that would have been my mm. piece of land. Mm. But the beauty of the gospel, and I I love a a thought I was just reading yesterday um, to realize that the term jubilee is a year where um, people who have lost receive back again. It's Mm. restored to them. And this was always happened on the day of atonement. Classic enough, I was in service. It was the the Easter weekend. I felt God talking to me Mm. and just saying, Colin, uh, allow the gospel to wash over you. And forgive those who have perpetrated that sure. hideous crime against your family. And driving down the road, down road, as I passed that point at Strawberry Lane, I said the prayer. I said, Father, forgive those wow. who have perpetrated this against my family. And then saying, you know, if you do give, listen, the earth is the Lord's and everything belongs to him. And mm. I said, if you want to give something back to me. I'm part of a bigger family now. It's a God family. Yeah. Give the land back so that we need a land for our church right now. We need the, a piece of land. Mm. Give it back in that sort of manifold way mm. so that I can then bless or be used for yes. your kingdom. You know. And so, as I mentioned, also that wherever one's treasure that's where your heart is. My my heart is to see the kingdom of God flourish, um, churches planted, yes. and so it'll be great to see that land be part of uh, wow. even my design dream. Yes. You know, come back to. God's house you know? yeah yeah
0: and oh, that's beautiful I mean w- if you were given the opportunity that God gave you land back in strawberry land for yeah. example w- would you want to live there there's a yes or no to that so
1: I think there are various
0: layers to what has transpired um,
1: I've sort of where I'm living present in grassy Park on clip road I'm part of a community so to be almost g- leaving that community go and set up a new community and uh, I think if you live as my neighbor, that will be great. So it's mm. at least the two of us there, you know. But if I know no one, I've got to start all over again. I don't have a problem with that. But presently where I'm at, I, I'm in a good sunny spot. Mm. Uh, uh, love my neighbors. But, yeah, I think uh, it's got to be a God, a God move, yes, you know. Yeah. So I, God's got to say, Colin, I want you to go back there. I want you to go and um, be a witness for me in that area. And yes. then I'll take up the challenge, you yes. know. Yes. I won't rule it out as a no-no. Gotcha. But, uh,
0: yeah. It's fascinating because just a few hundred meters up the road uh, is a piece of land that was used as a recycling depot and a land claim yeah. process went through and it transferred hands into someone who'd been forcibly yeah. removed. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about that person? You heard a story yeah. recently about that.
1: Yeah, just yesterday, classic enough, taking a gentleman out who celebrated his 86th birthday and we're driving past this venue and he says, Oh, the gentleman who owned this land. Uh, they he, he had a nickname called Boinky, you know, uh, like beans. Uh, so that's Afrikaans for Mr. Bean. Yes. Right? I'm just thinking <laughs> about it now. <laughs> uh, so that was a Mr. Bean who owned the land, and uh, he would come in in the then coloured areas, uh, demarcated areas that was for coloured folk. He would come and sell his vegetables. So mm. he was a, a, a walker a trader, and he had this long wheelbase wasn't cart. And on his way back, what was classic, he would put a little candles. On the wow. side of his uh, car so that he could drive home again. So, yeah, he lived there. And uh, the also the, the beauty of it is um, he's now obviously sold the land to other uh, investors. And um, uh, I'm not sure what's happened to him. But, uh, yeah, I think being taken off your land, it's not the same people anymore. Communities have been broken up. That mm-hmm. was the, the harsh reality of uh, the apartheid. It took people away from whom they knew yes. and who they knew. And uh, it's a bit of an ena um, in that way. So now you have to rebuild again, you know. Yes. Um, the beauty of the gospel, it brings us into family, it doesn't take us out of family. Yeah. And so we can see gospel is, is anti-apartheid, really. Yes. You know? yeah. and, and for me, that's just a fresh um, uh, thought, uh, again, um, that we bring people into family, we don't separate them. Yes. Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, as, you, as you're sharing that story, it r- reminded me that literally over the road from that new development is Constantia Primary, yeah. and a school that's over a hundred years old, and yeah. um, predominantly built for children coming from the farming areas, yeah. and, and that, that school would have seen the difference in the land zo- being zoned into different racial classifications. Yeah. And even now, I know your wife has been, and yourself, have been doing literacy programs there on Friday for many, many years. Uh, and in talking with those children, you realize they're not from the area anymore. Most of them are coming in with people who are working in the area, yes. children of domestic workers and yes. people working in yes. nearby. And you're having this thing where you're having a school right there, over yeah. 100 years old, yeah. filled with children from all over Cape Town, yes. coming as far as Delft and Kailich and yeah. Philippi and so on. And it's this interesting little microcosm in the heart of the southern suburbs representing still some of the brokenness of our divided city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to see how many people are volunteering faithfully week after week to see that uh, good education is made available to, to these young children. So it's just a beautiful thing. Um, you, you mentioned some of the community that you have in Grassy Park. And uh, how, how have your neighbours grappled with the, the history of the Land Act? So how, do they, how, do they, how are they responding, uh, in, perhaps in a way that's different to you?
1: Um, giving thought to it and talking to them. Some of them are from Malay origin. Um, they've been removed from District 6. Uh, and if you know that, that's the area of the Burkup. And so many of them want to see that being reinstated the resettlement, basically, for the people that were um, evacuated from that area, mm. They're being resettled there again. So they want to go back into that space, some of them. Uh, them uh, about even the Muslim folk, um, their story is simply to get um, areas. So there's also a religious emphasis about what they do mm. uh, to get back into community and um, into what they call a spiritual community with a mosque. So where their mosque is or a, a, a cemetery, um, that's where they created us very sacred. So between yes. those points. And so um, they create those sacred points for themselves. So where they're at, they've created uh, spiritual homes for themselves. Yes. So between that, that becomes very sacred to them. The response, yes, is has been very varied in a sense where they would say, um, you know, we could have had this, and not that but they don't also come out speaking very openly about it so they mm. also keep it close to themselves yes um, they've I think been more westernized now than previously you know the greater emphasis to fight for reclaiming of land has been diminished uh, mm. I think there's a comfort uh, in where they're at they've gotcha. built their own community again and they don't want to be taken out of that um, all said and done I still think part of what has happened through some of our uh, uprisings on the, the especially the m5 where the people of the Parker estate... Mm -hmm. um, And I'm mentioning this because I think it's it's something to be noted that those were just temporary dwellings that the government set up for folk before they were to be placed in uh, permanent dwellings. But they've never, ever gone to um, fulfill that for the people. And hence now know you need just a little spark somewhere yes. for somebody to be unhappy about something and it will just have a snowball effect mm. and um, really a fire effect yes. uh, onto an outburst into the greater community and to tell folk you know just you know get over it and step down and and just sit back um, you know if you're being chopped off by the knees how do you just get over it mm. how do you just rise up again mm. if what was promised to you wasn't fulfilled you know yes. so uh, again you know even when we take the gospel we've got to be uh, yea and amen to the promises of mm. God and and f- see how we walk alongside these people to bring mm. about that healing because God promises you know there'll be Not the full healing, so there's the living in the already-not-yet process where we bring about that restoration of the gospel in the hearts of people, but also seeing that the home environments, the communities they're living in, there's also a wonderful restoration taking place there. Yes. And and a wonderful cohesion, again, of oneness. Mm. Because those people are not living in in oneness. It's it's really degradation. It's a bit of a, a slum space which was resulted because of all of this. And so... I know I've gone off a little bit of a, the point here, but it's it's just in my heart, just thinking: how do we restore that people back to what is called
0: human dignity yes. in this process? Yeah. So, Colin, I mean, what we hear in your story and in talking about your neighbours and people in your community that yeah. have been talking about it, it, this is complex. Yes. I mean, th- th- there doesn't seem to be a simple formula no. that we you know you apply A plus B and we're going no. to get C. So. What would you say to a typical Christ follower who's living in Cape Town, who's grappling with this topic of land, what would you kind of say to them uh, to help them take steps further in their journey in, in grappling and connecting their faith to this topic?
1: So I think as a, as a church we've dealt with a wonderful topic which is um, the Kingdom Come. I think it's a wonderful topic to uh, talk to listen to, but sure. also grapple that we are passing, passing through. We are citizens of heaven first and foremost so our identity identity need to be made clear in this process where we from we're passing through so we don't get our roots so uh, hooked into the land itself Right, understand? and that gives us a different sense of worth and significance and self-esteem but at the end of the day we then move from that position of strength knowing who we are in christ and going and showing folk, this is their true identity. What they need to now fight for is the kingdom authority to come. So gotcha. through the gospel, I think, or advancing of the gospel by the church, uh, we will see this happen where the kingdom will come in those areas. So hearts transform, lives change. In other words, how can they take the little space they have? For example, I live where I live. Um, in chatting to you early on, I mentioned that I need to steward that space well. Mm. And what of many of these folk is to teach them how to steward this little they have so that when they get the more, they're ready for the more. Gotcha. Many of them are not ready for the more. So if you hand them something bigger, they would just waste it, mm. you know, as they're just not even taking care of the little space they have, you know. Mm. And I think the older folk, if they were great, great grannies around, they would say, listen, we make sure that our place looks like someone lives here. Yes. You know, that was always their saying, you know. Even my mom would say, the place must look like someone lives here. Yes. No matter what God gives you, make sure that it looks and, and appreciate gotcha. this gift of God to you,
0: you know. Yes, because you know. in many ways, there's, there's this concept of redeeming the land that you have, yeah. using what you have, yeah. and saying it's not just for me and my, yeah. but with that kingdom perspective. Yeah. Hey, this is for this is for us, yeah. and yeah. and so for for many of our listeners, you may be grappling with. I have. A small amount a large amount i think the question we want to be challenging through this series and through this resource is what what can you do not not trying to focus on what can't you do focus on what can you do connect your faith to what you have Uh, and more than anything through relationship, through people you know through people that you can engage with that Mm -hmm. you can say there's a genuine friendship and relationship here um so, so, Colin, what what is your hope for the future? What is your kind of looking forward for Jessica, your daughter's yeah. future uh, as a born free? Say 30, 40 years from now, um, you and I will be sipping coffee on a on a stoop somewhere at Mothway, even. But w- what would you hope to see existing in Cape Town uh, that your daughter can experience and contribute to?
1: So, I think what I'd love to see is the unity between our various groups of people, knowing that we come from God, we created by God, we a one-people group, um, we wear different earth suit, which is brown, white, yellow, you know, uh, varied um, shades of, of gray, um, but I think the unity is what we need, and the gospel brings unity. How we work that out is down to each, I think, um, church uh, leader, community member, just saying, we're going to make the difference out in our society. Mm. And we walk with that package and say, I have something that can bring wholeness to the person. When you feel a hole inside, take note, even when our grandparents experienced apartheid, um, uh, not your grandparents, my grandparents, mm-hmm. um, and they had to move into smaller areas and smaller places, they made it so beautiful they 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 built relationship there was a sharing there was a, 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 a they lived in unity you know where one person didn't have enough sugar they'd run to the neighbor and they would share their sugar if we n- one neighbor had a car, the other one did not have a car, um, they would come along and say, can you take us to the hospital mm. because someone's ill? And they were sharing what they have with one another, yes. uh, irrespective of the limitations they found themselves in. And I think many stories around the world would reflect just this. Mm. So we go through what is the low, but with the expectancy as we build this unity amongst our people, there will be a true reflection of oneness of a nation. Yes. And it doesn't come through politicians making the decisions. Up front, mm. it's us in our hearts making that decision with the help of the politician saying, Listen, we can correct yes. some of the wrongs that were done in the past. Mm. I hope that satisfies you.
0: No, uh, it's yeah. beautiful. You know, what the gospel does is, yeah. and what relationships do in light of the gospel, hold yeah. up a mirror to our own yes. hearts. Yes. And as we move towards people, as we lo- seek yeah. unity, as yes. we pursue it, we can see some areas in our own lives that yeah. need some yeah. correction, True. some True. rebuke True. sometimes. True. And repentance Um, and in many times there's we can be thinking why am I hesitating to move Mm -hmm. towards relationship with this person this family in my neighborhood my workplace my church wherever it happens to be and and many times we, we need we need to allow the gospel to shine that light on our hearts because unity doesn't just happen like that it's not it's a pursuit it's a facing in that direction and we read in Ephesians chapter 2 about how Jesus came to preach peace to those who are far and those who are near, made made one where there were two there's now one Jesus has already accomplished that we need to live in the light of that Um, and I so appreciate you sharing truth with me correcting me uh, encouraging me and speaking um, and And feeling the freedom to correct things that I've said that are that reveal something in my heart that needs that correction and yeah. um so I welcome that, and I thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, Thank you. And also,
1: I think the whole thing of seg- segregation, we were separated by an ideology. The gospel brings us back into unity, mm. and it, it brings uh, connects the, the heart of the, the children to the father, the father to the children, and in the big picture, we, it draws us all back to the our heavenly father, mm. and I think that's awesome. So, you and I are brothers. Yeah. Our earth suits are different. Mm. You did not create yourself. I did not create myself, but there's a oneness of heart because of the gospel right. stance that we take, right. and so our lenses need to be changed not, not just refreshed, it must yes. be changed by the gospel lens, yeah. so that we can move out with this uh, clear uh, definition of what it is to live in the fullness mm-hmm. of the incarnation of Jesus Christ in our society.
0: Ah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, Colin, I really appreciate you sharing your story, some of your no, heart, the heritage you, of your, your family. Um, and we know this is an ongoing conversation. Yes. You know, Trying yeah. to summarize someone's life story or family's life story in a short amount of time is impossible, um, And but we encourage you as you're listening to speak to people that are around you about yeah. their story, if they yeah. are open to talk about it and feel yes. you have the relational yeah. equity to do that. Yeah. Um, but we encourage you as you listen, uh, make friendships, uh-huh. pursue, ask yeah. questions, yeah. have people yes. around yeah. for dinner, have them around for coffee to learn, to listen, sure. to explore, sure. uh, yeah. and to find that so many people that are you're rubbing shoulders with have have a story that perhaps you're just unaware of and it's time to ask those yeah. questions and i think a
1: classic thing is just coming into a, a community that is predominantly white and having the humility to say I'm prepared to take your hand and walk into my space. Wow. Um, and without, you know, I, I'm here to teach you. No, no. Mm. Come, let's walk together mm. so that you can also learn something. You know, the openness to learn. Yes. Let me not me teach them. I'm not the teacher. Yeah. But I want to w- walk with you almost as a student holding yeah. another student's hand. Let's go and see things afresh. And Beautiful. I can learn from you. You learn from me. And we shape each other all the, all the time so that more of us is stripped away because the gospel working in us mm-hmm. freely free, mm-hmm. strips away everything that is not of Christ. And then when we get through on the other side, we said, wow, Richard, you, you've been looking brighter than you did before. Mm-hmm. We came on from the other end of the mm-hmm. M5 right up to who knows where. You know, yes. God will just take our
0: hearts and shape us for this. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Colin, thank you. Uh, we don't do this all this often, uh, but I ask you to pray for us, yeah. pray for the listeners, um, pray that God would transform us and uh, then we'll yeah. close from there. Yeah.
1: Lord, we thank you for your heart. And you have a father's heart. And even though you saw the wickedness of mankind, you prepared a plan through your son, Jesus Christ, by demonstrating a love that is so inclusive. We know the gospel is exclusive, but the gospel also invites all to come. And we come because we receive our forgiveness from you. We receive this awesome grace that transformed our lives to become, as it were, citizens of heaven. And we become these Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to step out to be uh, the light, the salt, and make a difference in our society. And so we do this all because you live within us. Christ in us will become the hope of glory for this nation. So come, Lord, do your great work of blessing through us. Bring about uh, our hearts to an expectancy point where we're always expecting God to do
0: a great thing where we find ourselves each day. We bless you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you once again. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Be sure to listen to the other stories and read the, all the resources in the series on land. I'm uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation. Keep well and God bless. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our channel, Living Social Justice, on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can also find more resources on our website, commongood.org.za, including our Justice Journey courses devotional content and volunteer opportunities. Bye for now.